Hello again, and welcome back to the Moonshine Podcast. I am your host, Tegan Luad, and this is episode two of the new and improved Moonshine. I hope today finds you doing well. The weather here in Florida is pretty soggy, and it's been raining for a couple of days straight. Um, I can tell you a funny story. I have told you guys that I live in the middle of the woods, right? Well, being a hermit in the woods is not always as glamorous as it sounds. Um, To get here to my house, you have to travel a pretty long dirt road. And yesterday, or rather last night, I swear... Um, the Amazon guy got stuck in the mud on the road here, like, I guess what you would call my driveway. Um, to make things worse, it was 10 o'clock at night, it was raining, and it was so cold. I had given up on the Amazon guy. You know, they send emails saying your package will be delivered between noon and 10 p.m. or by 10 p.m. Well, they were pushing it. I had given up for the day that Amazon was going to show. The guy shows up at 10 o'clock at night and as he's leaving, he gets stuck in the mud from all the rain. Um, He called the dispatcher and his dispatcher said that it would be about two hours before they got someone out that far who could pull him out like a tow truck or something to pull him out of the road and I ended up calling my brother um God has bless him he's always there when I need him so he came over with his truck and pulled the guy out with his truck thank goodness because I did not want to spend another two hours with the Amazon guy. He was very nice, but he was very, very young. And he was terrified of my dog, so he didn't even want to get out of his truck whenever he was, whenever my dog was anywhere around. And those Amazon trucks, I don't know. I mean, maybe they've got little electric motors, engines, whatever. They have like no power whatsoever and it was it was a mess um to make it worse i mean it was 10 o'clock at night it was pouring down rain and it was freezing cold i mean it was like ice water pelting you out there and so dark in the middle of the woods it's not like you have street lights or city light pollution to help light up the night. I mean, it is pitch black dark out here at nighttime. So bless his heart. I know he was terrified. He had some deliverance scenarios cropping up in his mind, I'm sure. But um, because it looks a lot worse than it is. Um, It is out in the middle of nowhere, though, in the woods. And I'm so glad my brother was able to pull him out and get him merrily on his way 
um, we were all soaking wet and I'm just so glad that that's over. So, um, funny story now that it's over, <laughs> um, moving on, on the moonshine calendar, today is March 19th, the moon is waxing, and the next full moon rolls around on March 28th in Libra, so you have, what, about nine days to prepare if you plan on doing anything for the full moon. So what does it mean when I say the full moon is in Libra? For those of you who don't know, um, maybe you're just starting out, as the moon revolves around the earth every month, it crosses through the zodiac around the elliptic. Um, this means that it travels from one astrological house to the next, spending about two or three days in each sign. While it's in that house, the moon takes on qualities of that sign, and spells that are calling on those qualities get an extra kick from the moon. Um, as a quick note, as it is traveling from one house to the next and not really in either sign, we say that the moon is void of course. You may see the initials VOC on a lunar calendar, and that's what that means. It means that the moon is void of course at the moment. Um, that's usually not the best time to perform any spell work because the lunar energy is very frenetic. It's less focused because it's, it's busy switching from one house to the next and not fully immersed in any sign. Now, Libra's energy is related to justice, to partnerships, to balance, which is very apropos for Astara. So if you needed to do some type of work in those areas, now would be the time to do it on the full moon. For example, maybe at your job, you are forced to work with someone on a project and the two of you can't see eye to eye. Or maybe your relationship with your significant other needs some spicing up. Um, maybe you have a legal matter that wants some attention. Or maybe you want more balance in your life, which we will be talking about in just a minute. But all of these issues are perfect for the Libran full moon energy. So while we're talking about casting spells, maybe this is a good time to introduce a regular segment on the show called Magic 101. Now, we all know that when you boil it down, casting spells and making magic are all about energy. <clears throat> we use the energy in our bodies. We charge it with our intent we borrow energy from things like the frequency of colors, um, herbs, stones, the elements, as well as the sun, moon, and other planets to blend with our own personal energy to add power. Then we cast it out into the world to create change in accordance to our will. And that's will with a capital W. So the first tenet of witchcraft is the Wiccan Reed, 
and it harm none, do as thou wilt. The first tenet of the moonshine path is don't cast spells on other people, period. Just don't do it. It's not ethical to impose your will on another person, even if that person really, really needs some help. And I don't mean that in a good way. Um, as I was saying before, Libra and energy is about partnerships. And I used an example that if you were being forced to partner with someone at work or at school who is being a pain, now is the time to use your magic to improve the situation. The key word here is situation. You want to work a spell that allows for better communication, cooperation, and understanding. You don't want to cast a spell that says, let Jerry stop being a jerk and agree with my ideas. You see the difference? How would you feel if you found out that Jerry was at home casting the same spell on you? And... I love all of you people named Jerry. Um, that's just an arbitrary name that popped out of my head. Um, the same goes for adding spice to your romantic relationships. You don't cast a spell to make Adam love you more or to be more romantic or to make Jason Momoa drop everything and come run into your door as much as we would all love that. Um, you cast a spell to strengthen the love around you or to manifest more adventure in your relationship or for the universe to send someone to you who makes you feel the same way you'd like to feel with Jason Momoa, something like that. Um, I know that when you're dealing with some really toxic people, we are tempted to throw some hexes their way. But curses and hexes are never a good idea. I know it's tempting because we are witches and have so much power. But putting more negative energy into the world is never the way to go. I will give you a real life situation. Um, this is an example of how a friend felt um, in a very bad situation and how she handled it. This was several years ago, and there were these two criminals messing with her family. Um, sadly, the two criminals were a part of her family, um, but they were low-life crack addicts who manipulated and stole money. And that's how they made their living, um, lying and stealing and really taking advantage um, specifically of an elder grandparent who didn't exactly have all of his faculties anymore. So the situation grew to the point that these people were threatening violence on people who were trying to stop them from taking advantage of the elderly. Um, it was at the point that one of them actually pulled a gun on my friend's father that she decided enough was enough. Things were spiraling downward and something had to be done. So Miss Witch cast a spell. <laughs> she went to work and crafted a protective shield for her family and a banishing spell for all of the negativity and drama that was being directed toward them. Um, she did not hex 
anyone. She did not curse anyone. She just did a, a banishing spell for the situation. Um, not long after, these two people decided it was in their best interest to move 10 states away and start over. Um, at last account, they were living happily in Pennsylvania, and my friend and her family were breathing sighs of relief. Um, the moral of the story is, first... Never focus on a specific person, but on the situation. And to be really specific, generate the, the distinct emotion that you want to manifest. Fill your spell with that emotion and there will be no misunderstandings. The universe will reward you with exactly what you want. Um, my friend, she did not hex or curse anyone. So she did not have to deal with any magical or energetic backlashes coming back on her. She did the positive thing. And I think that takes a lot of courage because I know I can have a temper sometimes. And when you feel like you're being used or you're being mistreated, you know, to strike out in anger is a really easy thing to do, but keeping your head and staying calm and approaching things in the right way will always bring about a better resolution. Um, the second moral of the story is a negative plus a negative never equals a positive. Negative one plus negative one equals negative two, which is double the negative. And a negative one plus a positive one equals a zero. And zero means balance. And speaking of balance, let's take a quick break. And when we come back, we will be all about Astara. And we're back. Um, now the vernal equinox is happening tomorrow, and we will be celebrating the Sabbath of Astara. It's the second of the fertility festivals, Imbolc being the first and Beltane being the third. Um, Astara is the celebration of spring, new birth, and renewal. In agrarian cultures before the Industrial Revolution, and I guess farmers today, um, this was the time of year when farmers would begin their spring planting, tilling the soil and preparing it for the crops that they will harvest in the summer and early fall. Likewise, for us, this is the perfect time to begin a long-term project. Plant the seeds now for the things you want to harvest in the coming months. Um, the goddess that I most associate with Astara is Bladuith. She is the maiden aspect of the triple goddess. She is a rebel and a bit of a badass, like most of the women in the Welsh pantheon. Um, Bladuith was created from flowers, um, specifically the blossoms of oak, broom, and meadowsweet, for the sole purpose of being a wife to Lou. 
Now, when she became human, she had a mind of her own and wasn't satisfied playing the role that the men had prepared for her. While Lou was away from their castle, she met and fell in love with another man who was hunting nearby. They schemed to murder Lou so that they could be together, which they eventually did. However, once Lou was resurrected by his uncle, he returned and killed the lover. And for her duplicity, Bladewith was transformed into an owl so that she would live out her life in darkness, never again seeing the light of day. That is the gist of the story as told in the Mabinogian. There's a lot more details I'm leaving out in this quick analysis. But um, in truth, what Bladuith did was to help Lou to live out a prophecy and assist him in meeting his destiny and finding his godhood, basically. So we can say a few things about Bladuith. She represents the dawn and the spring. She is an independent spirit who forages her own path, and she helps one to find the path to fulfill their greatest potential. Like I said, she is a kick-ass goddess. <laughs> um, a recurring theme in my show is how to bring the magical into our everyday lives. So, one way to do that is to decorate our space with things that reflect the season and the current place in the wheel of the year and the psychic tide. Normally, I like to decorate my house and altar with things like flowering branches, um, cherry blossoms. I love cherry blossoms, but... Um, um, just things like flowers. Um, if you have porcelain figures or pictures of baby animals, um, I love the little baby deers and, you know, forest creatures. Um, I like to fill my home with a light floral scent for Astara. Um, I use a lamp berger and if you don't know what that is, the Lamperger was developed in the 1800s in France. It was originally used to dispel some of the um, antiseptic smells in the hospitals back in those days. And it's basically just a little catalytic burner and um, the fragrance is alcohol with fragrance oil in it and it has a wick and like a charcoal burner when you light the burner it pulls the perfume up through the wick and disperses it and it's like one of the only things I've found that actually <laughs> that actually work consistently um, I love my Lamberger they are a little bit on the expensive side and the perfume for them is getting more and more expensive all the time it's crazy now there's lots of um, recipes on the internet for you to make your own oil. 
which, you know, it's up to you. I have tried making my own oil and using it in a really, you know, cheap lamp brigade. But um, I'll put a link in the podcast so that you can at least see what it is that I'm talking about. But if you do already have a lamp brigade or you know what I'm talking about, I love Paris Chic. It's just very floral. It's a little bit perfumey. It might not be a favorite for the men out there, but it is such a feminine and light floral fragrance and I love to use it around this time of year while I'm welcoming in spring. Um, Let's see, some activities to celebrate the Sabbath would be, of course, dyeing the Astara eggs. You can go the organic route and use vegetables, herbs, and spices to make the dye, like um, onion skins, or ground cumin or turmeric will give you a yellow. Um, Red cabbage, purple grape juice, or canned blueberries can give you blue dye. Um, Canned spinach or parsley can give you green. Um, Rosehips tea, cranberries, red grape juice, or pomegranate juice can give you red. You can use coffee grounds, walnut shells, or black tea for brown. Um, Beet juice will give you a nice pink color. And for orange, you can use paprika or chili powder. Gives you a nice orangey look. Um, If you prefer a more vibrant, (laughs) a more vibrant palette for your Ostera eggs, you're better off going on with the usual customary dye with vinegar um, they that does give you the brightest more varied colors but it's really fun to just use a crayon and draw your designs on on the egg before you dye it so that it comes out that's always fun it's always a hit with the kids and Even though I have no kids, I still love to dye the Ostara eggs. Um, This is a perfect time to do the spring cleaning and blessing for your home. Um, Spring cleaning is, you know, called spring cleaning for a reason. Um, This is the perfect time of year to clear out all of the stale energy in your house that accumulated over the cold winter whenever all the doors and windows were closed for months. You get a lot of stale energy and a lot of stale air. Um, Clear out all the clutter and open all of the windows and all of the doors for a day and just let the wind come in and go, you know, go through every corner of your home. Get your sage and your sweet grass out and smudge the home. But make sure that before you do that, you clear out the clutter and give it a literal physical cleaning as well. And it always just makes everything feel so much fresher. All of the energy that comes back into the house, it, it really does make the house feel lighter and ready for the summer. 
Um, if you have a yard or a balcony, you can plant a garden that will attract butterflies and birds. Um, if you don't have a yard and you at least have a balcony or a patio, you can make a container garden, you know, put these flowers in pots and arrange them. But um, to attract butterflies, you want flowers that are shallow and easy to perch on, like um, daylilies, marigolds, daisies, asters, zinnias. Um, they, butterflies even love sage, verbena, and fennel. Um, if you want to attract hummingbirds, if you're living you know, in an urban area, it's not as easy. But if you're out in the suburbs or out in the rural areas like I am, um, you can attract the hummingbirds. I get hundreds of hummingbirds to my yard in the summer. Um, they love deep flowers like honeysuckle, foxglove, bleeding heart, um, honeywort, things that they can put their little beaks in and get the nectar. Um, and honeywort, if you've never seen one, is an absolutely gorgeous flower. The petals and the leaves have a fuchsia to deep purple ombre thing going on. Um, they're just gorgeous. Um, lamb's ears, irises, those type of flowers are the ones that you want to use to attract a hummingbird. Um, don't forget that they are attracted to the color red. Uh, most of the hummingbird feeders that you see out in the stores are painted red and that's why. Um, I have several hummingbird feeders up around the yard and the little hummies flock to it starting around around the end of April to the first of May and they just stay all summer and it is so so pretty so cute they're tiny little things um, now if you're not lucky enough to have a yard to plant a garden or at least a balcony to make a container garden or even if you do you can always plant an herb garden for yourself inside um, some herbs are easy to grow inside as long as you have a window that can provide them with strong sunlight a few hours a day you can try things like mint lemongrass basil rosemary dill or thyme um, these things can help you in your witchy practice and they can also help you cook in the kitchen um, just be sure to do a little bit of research and and see what needs sun and what doesn't um, and do a little research on the birds and butterfly species that are native to your area so that you can tailor a garden that's going to be more preferable for the birds in your area. Um, let's see, so those are a few of the things, just a few of the things you could do to celebrate the Sabbath and this time of year. I mean, if nothing else, just take a walk outside if you don't get a chance to do it. Go to a local park um, or hiking trails in your area and just commune with nature. Take a walk and notice the things that are going on. Notice the buds that are starting to open. Um, the new leaves 
that are sprouting out on the trees and just appreciate and give gratitude to the, the things going on around you. Now, Astara is the day of balance between light and dark. So that makes me think about bringing balance into my own life. I know that we live in a hectic world and everyone's lives are different, but we have to make time in our day to stop and just breathe. One thing I can tell you for sure is you will never get this day back, so you have to make the most of it. Um, having a mindset like, I just don't have time to have a girl's day out because I have to go to work, or I hate my job, I wish today was Friday, or I'm going to get all the overtime I can so I can put money away and go on vacation this summer, or for retirement. Um, all of those types of thoughts are robbing you of precious time you have now. Um, don't always live in the future. Try to enjoy some time now while you're here because tomorrow is never promised. Um, David Foster Wallace was a novelist and a professor of English, but um, he gave a commencement speech for the graduating class of Kenyon College in 2005 titled, This is Water. Um, since he gave that speech, it caught fire and I think it's pretty much required reading now for all the liberal arts classes in in colleges but um in the speech david talks about how we choose to approach our lives and how even the most boring moments can become something completely different um, we all feel frustrated and aggravated at times but as david tells us this does not have to be our default setting when something's not going our way um, when I think about creating balance in my life, this is a pretty big topic that I think about. Um, balancing out as much of, of the frustration and aggravation that I can with feelings of gratitude and serenity. Um, I'm going to pay, play a small excerpt from his speech now. Um, it's only about two minutes long. Um, there is a 10-minute version of his speech that I will link to in my show notes because I truly encourage everyone to listen to it. So bear with me for two minutes, open up your minds, and let's hear from David Foster Wallace. Or I can choose to force myself to consider the likelihood that everyone else in the supermarket's checkout line is just as bored and frustrated as I am and that some of these people probably have much harder, more tedious, or painful lives than I do. Again, please don't think I'm giving you moral advice, or that I'm saying you're supposed to think this way, or that anyone expects you to just automatically do it, because it's hard. It takes will and effort, and if you are like me, some days you won't be able to do it, or you just flat out won't want to. But most days, if you're aware enough to give yourself a choice, you can choose to look differently at this fat, dead-eyed, over-made-up lady who just screamed at her kid in the checkout line. Maybe she's not usually like this. Maybe she's been up three straight nights holding the hand of her husband who's dying of bone cancer. 
Or maybe this very lady is the low-wage clerk at the motor vehicles department who just yesterday helped your spouse resolve a horrific, infuriating red tape problem through some small act of bureaucratic kindness. Of course, none of this is likely, but it's also not impossible. It just depends what you want to consider. If you're automatically sure that you know what reality is and who and what is really important, if you want to operate on your default setting, then you, like me, probably won't consider possibilities that aren't annoying and miserable. But if you really learned how to think, how to pay attention, then you will know you have other options. It will actually be within your power to experience a crowded, hot, slow, consumer hell-type situation as not only meaningful, but sacred, on fire with the same force that lit the stars. Love, fellowship, the mystical oneness of all things deep down. So I hope you guys get the idea, and I hope that that two-minute preview made you want to go and listen to the rest of the video. It is really powerful. Um, I think with that, we are going to go ahead and wrap this up. Um, send me an email at tagan at moonshine.life or shout out to me on Facebook or Twitter. On Facebook, I am Tegan Luod. My Twitter name is at T Luod, and Luod is L L E U A D. You can find the show notes at moonshine.life. It's moonshine.life. So thank you so much for listening, and I hope you'll join me next time. Grab your friends, pour some drinks, and I'll see you there. Thanks for listening, and bye-bye, y'all.